Hello again. It's me, Tasha. Um, I feel called to do this again, but I've just listened to my last podcast and I feel like a completely new person. Like, a year can do a lot. So, grab a cup of tea or your favourite snuggly blanket, sit down, relax and join me as I unfold my journey over the last year. Um, I hope you enjoy. My last episode was recorded in February. It was actually the 22nd of February 2022, so the 222 portal. And I was surely sucked into some kind of portal. From February through to March, I went on a deep inward journey in terms of discovering who I actually was, what I wanted in my life and what I needed to move forward with myself. And from that, I ended up splitting with my partner and going on alone journey for a short while and then in April the end of April I had begun a new job and I wasn't really liking it I was pushing my body too much I was actually quite drained I was suffering from anemia and I was just forcing my body to do way too much like excessive hikes walking not nourishing it enough with good foods and rest um pushing it to go work i was i was trying to prove myself to people who i actually didn't need to prove myself to at all and then in may i found out the best news of my life <laughs> i was pregnant And I was actually a lot further than the last time I had found out I was pregnant. I was just over seven weeks along and everything was measuring fine. I was shitting myself because we had just split and I found this out and I thought, shit, (laughs) this puts a bump in the road. But at the same time, another part of me was extremely grateful for the gift of life. And it's a big dream of mine to be a mum someday. So, of course, I was delighted as well. Um, so a lot was going on in May. Um, a lot happened in regards to my relationship. You know, we said we'd give it another bash. Um, and we came together went to a lot of appointments, a lot of scans. Um, I was spotting, which is an alarm for me when I'm pregnant because of my blood type, I am rhesus negative. Um, it doesn't really mean a lot, some, some women are rhesus negative, but it just means if you bleed during pregnancy, you might need to get the anti-D injection in order to prevent your body from attacking the baby if the baby is rhesus positive now if the baby is rhesus negative it should be relatively okay but 
yeah, I was spot on, so I attended the hospital. And I was in and out quite a bit. Um, during the end of May, it had settled down. And then morning sickness came in. I was puking my guts up. Um, I was getting little cravings and stuff. And, like, my belly was growing. My boobs were killing me. <laughs> Everything that comes with pregnancy came. And then... <clears throat> At the end of May, the 31st of May, I um, had a big bleed. So my flow was a lot heavier and I went straight up to A&E immediately. Um, I had told them that I needed to come in urgently because I was just over 11 weeks pregnant and I'm, I was soaking through my pads, you know, with it every half hour. Um, so I went up and I got checked out <coughs> pardon me and they, they they usually scrape from the cervix um, to see what's going on first they did a scan a very short brief scan might I add and then they scraped from my cervix and I was given a diagnosis of a miscarriage um, they said they're very sorry and they put me into a room across the hall and allowed the process to unfold this was on the 31st of May and in that room I cried do you know when you when you first find out that you're losing something yes it might have been a surprise but it's such a big gift to your life and especially when part of you longs for it it's it's a big thing to have to let it go so soon you know so it's it, grief is a horrendous thing so I started the grieving process I was crying but part of me just some part deep down um was just not accepting what was going on and I was given you're given tablets to help progress if it basically to cause abortion for your baby I was given four tablets and they were left on my night side table and I remember looking at them and thinking I am not taking them like my I could feel it in my whole body I just said no I am not taking these tablets I kept asking the nurse can I just wait till the morning to speak to the doctor and see what my other options are she said no unfortunately you have to take these I just said no I'm not so I woke up during the night and then I said will I take them and I said no and I, I remember I just remember lying in the bed and saying to God please just let this happen in a natural way just let my baby come out naturally so I don't have to put anything else into my body and that was grand I went back to sleep and I woke up in the morning and I was sent down for a scan just to see how things were progressing because I wouldn't take the tablets so they wanted to see what was going on see what my options were and <laughs> when I went in for that scan the actual disbelief in my body but the joy of trusting myself it's, I went in for that scan and the first thing she saw on the screen was my baby alive 
move him, kicking her, her legs, um, jumping about. Do you know they do somersaults? Like my little girl, she do, she does somersaults on her scans all the time. Jumped up and down, wriggled around. You could see her arms moving, her heart beating, and they said we're very sorry for the inconvenience, but your baby is alive. <laughs> And I just said, thank you, God. Thank you. And I just thanked myself because my intuition and my inner guidance gave me not long, but more time to enjoy, well, enjoy the best I could in bed rest, being pregnant. So a lot happened. I spoke with the head of early pregnancy unit and I was basically told just to forget about it and try get on with my pregnancy which I found very hard because one my cervix my body was intruded by having my cervix scraped when I went in to get scanned two my body had already begun to grieve and process this release from my baby like from my unborn child three it's just I I don't I just couldn't understand I still to this day just don't understand how you could miss something like this Um, it's a very puzzling situation but I went home that day and I was resting Um, I was spotting but not as heavy and on the 3rd of June I was relaxing at home we had actually even ordered a takeaway I remember this so well we had ordered a takeaway and I was so looking forward to getting a Chinese <laughs> because I had been eating so clean like a Chinese was a very rare occurrence for me I was looking after my body so much so I decided to treat myself and I was lying in bed, my partner was at the end of the bed and I remember getting the urge to go to the toilet and I stood up and it's like, it's like a waterfall, that's the only way I can describe it, a what gushing, it's like you're peeing yourself but it's not pee, it's blood and it just runs down your legs it soaked through all of my clothes it was all over the floor when I got into the bathroom you know I had to change my pants and my underwear and stuff put new pads on while all this blood was gushing from me like it was and the adrenaline from panic and fear just comes up and I was trembling I remember barely being able to walk down the stairs and just wanting to collapse and I remember saying in the car please just keep my baby safe and keep me protected please just keep my baby safe and keep me protected I said that the whole way to the hospital got in the car ran through red lights and got into the hospital and I was put in a wheelchair and all I kept doing when I went into the hospital was saying help me help me I saved my baby like I was so desperate like because I had just found out I had been given a second chance, you know, to continue with my pregnancy, and I thought, oh, if if such a big thing like this can happen, surely the rest will go smoothly. But life has a funny way of 
letting things happen. So I was wheeled into hospital and I was put in a bed, do you know, the usual blood work. It, it all happened so fast and I was losing so much blood that I didn't understand everything properly. Like I was just not as responsive as I would be on a normal day obviously because of the severe blood loss and panic and grief and everything all at the one time and I was wheeled into the same room where I had been three days previous and a surgeon was rushed down to me and I remember the the doctor that was in with me had scanned my belly and my baby was still in her like Piper we named her Piper we found out she was a girl so Piper was still in my belly and she was moving around and wriggling her arms and the nurse was saying look there's your baby just calm down everything might be okay and then the surgeon came down and she pressed on my lower stomach and like blood just went everywhere and she said everything's not going to be okay basically and you need to get the surgery straight away or else you're not going to stop bleeding and then she said my cervix was opening you know birth was going to take place so the best thing for me to do was to go down and to get surgery to remove Piper so that's what happened I was um, just paperwork I had to sign paperwork I didn't even know what to said I just had to sign it and get down and then I was brought in I remember going in under and they were asking me all these questions and I just thought please just get get this over with like I am so sick of having to go through trauma like just I I was convinced going into that surgery that somehow she'd stop the bleeding and I'd come out and still be pregnant but unfortunately I wasn't and my baby was delivered on the 3rd of June at nearly 12 weeks Um, it's very hard to talk about you know but I feel like a lot of women hide this way like they stuff it down and like it doesn't matter you know because people say oh it happens to everyone in four but because it happens to every one in four that means more women should talk about it not to normalize it but to normalize the process of going through it and to know that there's support there and you know to not feel so bad about experiencing something that other people have gone through so just to have a community to connect in with that that's one thing that i really longed for after it happened um I don't like the term miscarriage. I do like the term pregnancy loss because it just suits better. It suits me personally. Um, but yeah. And I remember coming out of surgery and I was being woken up and I was freezing. Oh my god, I was so cold. But they have like this hoover, that's what I call it. I was said to my mum, I remember this hoover and they put it in under this kind of blanket thing and they blew out like 11 11 right now by the way make a wish <laughs> oh pardon me they blew hot air all in around me and it was the warmest feeling i've ever had in my life 
I was wheeled down to a ward anyway and I stayed in hospital for two days. Um, I had an inner longing to just see my baby, like I wanted to see her. I know she wasn't a fully formed baby but you know she was my baby and that's what matters and I wanted to see her and I wanted to see the life we created. Um, but she would have been sent to be tested on if my mum hadn't told the doctor because the surgeon came out and or the doctor or nurse whoever accompanied the surgeon came out and asked my told my mum that the baby was being sent for testing and she said no um have you got Tasha's consent like um so they didn't send the baby away they kept her they just sent off her um her sack basically and um tested that instead but she was kept and she was given to me in a little box with a blanket and a little teddy bear and I got to see her and she was teeny tiny but she was perfect It really is a difficult thing to have to speak openly about this and maybe that's why enough like women don't speak about it often but um, we definitely should and we should take pride in having the courage to do so and for honouring ourselves and our bodies and what they what our bodies were able to create and bring into this world even if it was only short-lived it's an absolutely sacred thing to do no matter how early or how late um but yeah that's my birth story and why i have been so quiet this past whole year after everything that happened I did not deal with it so well me and my partner split again and I being honest turned to you know going out drinking every weekend trying to escape it now don't get me wrong I made good memories and I had I danced and I laughed and I had fun but deep deep down I think there was still a lot underlying that needed to come up to the surface and to heal and that's where I'm at now today in picking apart those layers and giving myself the time and honouring my body more, listening, tapping in to me and to my needs and helping me process through this grief. Um, and it's, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I had various meetings, I would call them with the hospital as well just in regards to what happened why did it happen and there's just no answers Um, when I I went up in June for the end of June for an appointment um, just a follow up really and to discuss the results the lab results of all the tests they sent off and I remember sitting in the hospital waiting room by myself and it was just like I just felt deflated like that's what I really felt like and it's it's just such a surreal feeling going in and finding out to sex your baby even though 
like your baby's gone you know it's just eating so many things like this shouldn't be happening to me and you know things should be different and this and that and the other and it really sucks you into this dark place like I got sucked into a really bad um depression I would call it like a really down feeling and every now and then I find myself being melancholic now I'm not I'm not down anymore I just think you know what if but um yeah I found out she was a girl and we named her Piper um yeah it's so lovely to be able to talk about her to be honest and it's so comforting like there is comfort in finding out you know that she was a girl and getting to see her um and all these little things like that is really helps in the grieving process i know it shouldn't have went that way but then again like everything in my opinion happens for a reason and i trust that fully with my being, with my heart, with my soul, I really do believe in that. And everything brings a lesson in life and a learning, and it definitely did. Even looking back now, there's so much that I've learned from this. There's so much strength, power, wisdom I've gained, a closeness to myself and my body. Sometimes you have to get so far away from yourself that the only option is to run back. So that's what happened to me like I just ran and ran and ran and then all of a sudden like you're just left out in the cold and you think but there's no one in this world to look after me only me you know so you have to run back <laughs> like you have to come back to yourself you have to recenter and tread through the mud with all you have all your strength now that's not to say you know get up and hustle and do this go to work do that no like really recenter yourself into your being and take the time for you that you need process any feelings that come up like some days I'll sit down and I'll just cry and I don't know why but it'll come about or you know I'll just feel this burst of anger and I just I just let it come up you know I don't I don't lash out at anyone around me or anything but I just sit with it I express it in healthy ways so I journal I do a lot of journaling Um, I meditate I I started womb medicine Ayurveda yoga teacher training and that has been my saving grace that has really got me back to myself and helped me on my journey I'm at, I'm doing it out in Artwise Yoga in Brie so check out them for all your yoga needs they are one in a million and the journey I've been on so far with this group of women has been phenomenal it's just it's such a sacred place to be able to come back and sit in a sense of community with people and obviously to learn more wisdom, more knowledge gain more self power and I'm just truly grateful for the experience it's been an absolute dream but I'm still on that journey and day by day like that's the way you have to take it day by day just be grateful for here and now be present with yourself and allow yourself the room to grieve you know cry express it in 
by drawing, journaling, painting, dancing. Dancing is an excellent resource, I would say. Outsource, <laughs> maybe. For getting rid of, like, for just bringing your energy back into your body, uplifting your spirits, and shaking off anything that no longer serves you. It's really amazing stomping as well into the art to ground yourself down and get yourself out of your head. Come back down in body and be. That's it. Just be. That's actually on my vision board this year. Be. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been my birthing story. And I'm actually going to speak a lot more about how I coped, I would. That's the way I would word it. With the grieving process what you know any supports that i availed of and hopefully it'll reach people and it could help them that's all i want to do i want to help people i want to spread awareness that pregnancy loss is a very real thing and it's not just something to be brushed over it hurts more than you will ever know especially if it's your own body and sometimes we blame ourselves but we just have to step outside of that and be kind to ourselves and those around us and also for your partner it can be incredibly hard a lot of people just think it's the woman that goes through it it's not it's the partner it's the people who would have been grandparents aunties uncles cousins you know it it goes far wider than just solely the woman who lost the baby so having a support system around you and around your family and you know taking the time to hold space for each other is really really important um everyone's feelings are valid and it's actually quite soothing for people to talk about the experience and how they felt because well for me personally it doesn't make it makes me feel less alone in it. it makes me feel like oh somebody else actually experienced this heart as well you know it, it wasn't just me taking on all of this it, it was you know my partner it was my mom it was my dad it was my sister like it, it wasn't just me taking this whole it didn't just happen to me it happened to all of us as a whole it just takes the weight off me a little bit to be honest when I think about it and even though this whole experience was so devastating and saddening and held a lot of hurt I am so grateful for family like it really opens your eyes to more things than just the hurt obviously you have to wade through it experience it feel it but it also brings to light all the good things that surround you so for me it's family, it's friends, it's all the resources like yoga, meditation, drawing, college, that's a new venture I've been on and I freaking love it so much. I'm actually so grateful for it. Like your dogs walking, sunshine, like I remember sitting and lying not sitting lying in this hospital bed needles in both arms not being able to move them 
and the sun was coming in through the window and I all I could think of it was oh my god I'd love to be outside with the sun on my face <laughs> and when I got out of the hospital it was like oh it was so good I stepped out into the light and I was like thank you for the sun <laughs> it's just the little things that it brings to light and it changes your perspective on life as a whole now not straight away <laughs> sometimes like I said we run far away from ourselves and we venture into things to escape like drinking going out you know eating junk food um, all of these kind of escape things over shopping and it just takes you so far away from what is actually going on inside you but we have to come back to ourselves at some stage and when you do it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy but everything that's hard is worth it everything in this life that's hard is eventually going to be worth it like you are going to be rewarded in some way I do believe anyone who perseveres through anything tough or hard you will get softness and gentleness because the universe likes to balance things out and where there is hard there must be easy where there is easy there must be hard that's how it works I believe but I'm not going to blabber on much more because we're up to half an hour now so my next episode I will speak more about yoga meditation and all the resources I use to kind of help me on my journey and yeah so if you are a woman and you are experiencing this hurt and you feel so alone because I remember I like I remember this feeling so much like no one knows how I feel I might not know exactly how you feel but I sure do know the feeling and you are not alone like you are not alone in this you have so many people around you who love you and if you don't have a big family or you don't have friends I am here like my inbox is always open I am here for you it's a safe space if you need to speak anything that will help um, I will do what I can but you are not alone and I see you and I honour you I respect you and I want you to know you're absolutely fucking amazing <laughs> you're so powerful and sacred and I hope you take the time to honour yourself and your body and easier days will come even though it feels so tough easy days will follow and you'll breathe you'll enjoy life more little step by little step and I hope that peace comes your way and love fills your heart and every space that feels empty within you thank you for listening to my story however this reaches I hope you have a kind thought about it and maybe even say a prayer or send healing to those who are maybe experiencing this anything helps thank you well that was my story it was long but 
I just felt like I had to say it. I had to get it out of me, do you know, and put it somewhere greater than just the ears of my friends or my family. I want it out there so people can hear it and maybe relate to it, maybe find comfort in knowing that somebody else is going through this. And I've done it. So it's been such a long time since I've spoken on here as well. It was so intimidating to come on. But hearing your own voice is really I just don't like it but <laughs> it's powerful and also on my vision board I have speak your truth so that's what I'm doing I'm speaking my truth I just wanted to add in when I was grieving I turned to writing a lot so um, journaling or poems and I wrote a poem and it's called my body and I'm going to just take a minute to, s- to read it to you basically so just settle in Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. In my lonesome as I weep, tears enriched, salted grief. My body has been a home, a vessel of love, unconditioned, untouched. A flower pot for seeds to grow, to bloom and then to wither. My body has been a place of life, of beauty beyond understanding. Worthy of life not long enough to live, untouched by life's cruelty, delicate and pure. Knowing of only love, my body has been a murder scene, blood stained and touched by death, a place for life to live and die, their time on life's clock set. My body is a place of wonder, a dance of life's extremes, a gift and yet a burden. And everything in between. I really like turning to poetry. Like when I feel really down. I actually remember Queen when I was writing that. But it just shows. Like. There's so much beauty in our body. But there's also darkness. And we have to honour them both. So we are so powerful. Both in light and darkness. And we really have to honour that. And take it into your mind. And play around with it. But yeah, thank you for listening to me. I'm going to close. I'm going to do a little meditation at the end of every podcast just to help anybody who might be in a hurry or in a rush to slow down and be present with themselves. So yeah, we'll get into that. I just realized I sounded like an alien for parts of this podcast. So apologies to your ears, but I'm not re-recording this. And hopefully it'll be audible if not well so let's get ready if you're sitting please take your time to settle in allow your body to come to stillness allow your mind to find a quiet space just become aware of the fact that you've slowed down Become aware of the stillness encompassing your body. Hold this awareness. Being aware of the stillness, begin to deepen your breath. In.
and out. In. And out. One more time. In. And out. Become aware of the relaxation taking over your body. And bring your awareness to the very crown of your head. Continue to deepen your breath, becoming aware of the crown of your head. Envision a golden, loving, warm sun at the very crown of your head. Feel the warmth of this sun as it hovers just above you. Feel the golden rays enter your body through the crown of your head, encompassing every inch, every millimeter. Feel the warmth now come to your forehead. Into your eyes, relaxing your eyes. Into your jaw, relaxing your tongue away from the roof of your mouth or any tension you may be holding here. Allow this golden light to loosen it all. Feel it pour down along the edges of your neck, your spine, your left shoulder, your left bicep, forearm and hand. Travelling back up and down the right shoulder, bicep, forearm, hand, flowing back to your heart centre. Feel this golden light encompass your heart space. Allow yourself to become aware of this center of light. Maybe bringing your left hand to your chest, allowing it to rest in this warmth. Feel the sensation of your heart beat. And every time it beats, envision this light growing stronger 
warmer, purer. Stay here, feeling this warmth, allowing your heart space to expand, deepening your breath. With every breath you take, this light expands your heart space. Affirm to yourself now, I love me. I love me. Allow this light to travel down into your abdomen. Flowing gently around your waist, into your womb space, into your ovaries, into your cervix, the pelvic floor, relaxing everything with ease. Feel the warmth and healing glow of this golden light as it travels into every inch of your being. Travelling further down each leg, your right thigh, your knee, calf, ankle, into the foot. into the left thigh, the right knee, the left knee, left calf, left ankle, left foot and all ten toes. Become aware of the sensation of your body. Know that this feeling is only ever a breath away, wherever you may be in your day. Become aware of this golden glow, enlightening your whole being, filling you with the healing light that is always accessible to you. Gently allow your breath to return to normal. Become aware of the tip of your nose, your fingertips, your toes. You can wiggle them, gently move them, feeling the glow within, without, and gently as we close this meditation, allow yourself to take a breath and remain in this peacefulness just for one more cycle of breath.
maybe taking the time now to affirm to yourself I deserve love I deserve love I am strong I am strong and I am powerful I am powerful become aware of how this registers in your body any feelings it may bring up become aware and as we finish take one more deep breath Gently become aware of your surroundings, listening to any cars that may be passing, any noises in the house. And as you become more aware of your surroundings, you can open your eyes. Welcome back. Keep that feeling of warmth, love, gentleness and presence wherever you may go after listening to this I hope you benefited in some way from my story and from this meditation and I am going to finish up by giving all my love and light to anyone who needs it and my inbox messages are always open I am only ever a text away thank you so much I have really enjoyed this Namaste. Bye. <laughs>